underestimated yet incredibly capable, this is the life of the underdog. Inspired by Andrew's journey and brought to life by legendary designer Black Oni, the Underdog Collection is a statement and an expression of perseverance and confidence for all underdogs. Check out the Underdog Collection at andrew-alliance.com forward slash merch. That's andrew-alliance.com forward slash merch. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This episode 600 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech gaming and entertainment news. And guys, thank you so much for your continued support. This episode 600, we're super excited to be here uh, this long. So um, definitely like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend about our show. We really do appreciate you and your support. Daniela, how you been? How's everything? Um, It's crazy. 600 episodes? Yeah. 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 I've only been here for half of them. <laughs> yeah, but we made it. We but made it's still, it. Still, it's still it's crazy. Even for me to be here for like even half of them is crazy. And now we're at episode six hundred. Wow. It's it's wild when you think about it. It's wild when you think about it because uh, you came in. Um, well, you came in a few times before before three hundred and forty because we were guesting and yeah. and just having different conversations and stuff like that. And you know, I interviewed you a couple of times uh, during that time. You're doing a lot of dance dance. Uh, you know, uh, type of games uh, during during that time yeah, when we first that was like ten, eleven years ago. It's crazy. <laughs> That's wild. Crazy. It's but uh, but here we are, still still cooking, still passionate for the gaming industry, still recording shows, still recording content, and I'm I'm just like um, a lot of memories in between, and, and I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful and thankful to be here um, to record and stuff. So I appreciate you. Okay, so I gotta ask though, who has been your favorite guest interview that you've had on? Oh, it's tough. Uh, I okay, I don't know. I like it's it's because they're all good, right? Um, I, I can't pick. I can't pick. I, I can't. All right, pick. all right. All right. <laughs> I can't pick. It's because um, I've I've had some. So so Marcus Leto was really good. I really appreciate him for. Um, him taking a leap and creating uh, the games that he created. Of course, you know, Halo, a lot of stuff with Halo. And um, I just appreciate him for for what he did and what he's getting ready to do for his next um, adventure at EA, right? So I appreciate him. I mean, friends, right? Uh, close friends, of course. We always appreciate them for coming through. Um, it's tough. And and I'm intentionally not picking anybody because um, th- that can get really dicey. So I understand the optics of that. But at the same time, like I always appreciate anybody who takes the time to come here and hang out with us, whether it's a game developer or, or a great friend, reporter, journalist, uh, whoever it may be uh, from all walks of life. I just really do appreciate it, um, you know, from from software development to to machines um, whatever they machines meaning machine development, uh, whatever they may do in the industry or out of the industry, or just conversations about life stuff. Um, anybody who takes the time to to come here, um, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. So, um, so that's how I answer that. I think that's a safe bet, um, but I do appreciate it though. All right, who would you love to see in the next four hundred episodes, at least once? On the show radio. Who would I love to see? Okay, so it's I'd interesting. Love to have on here. It's interesting because, like, for the last couple of uh, 
months, right? I've been really spending a lot of time in the crypto space. So, so my, for, for me, I would love to have some individuals in that space, you know, like one of them that I really appreciate, uh, her name is Meltem, uh, Demeror, and she, she is a very super intellectual, super smart, super bright genius, if you will, in a crypto space. And I just love her, her content. Um, and that would be dope. So, so there's a lot of individuals that I'm really considering uh, maybe in the crypto space and I'm trying to figure out, do I just create a playlist for that here or do I create a whole nother channel for it? You know, I tried to do a separate channel for interviews. It's a lot, it's a lot of work, especially if it's just you. So I think that I kind of like burned out a little bit real quick on that to just try to refocus my energy just on building this channel and doing this stuff here. So I think she would be dope. Um, and I think, um, just, you know, some individuals in that space just try to understand that space a little bit better, uh, the cryptocurrency space. So I think I will start, I will start there. Um, but there's, um, you know, I, I think I need to make another list for the gaming industry specifically, if there's anybody that I would really want to have a conversation with about the future of uh, the gaming industry, what that means, right? So I may may have to create a list to really jump back in there. I I know for a fact that right now my mind is kind of like um not necessarily split, but a lot of my intention right a lot of my attention right now deal is dealing with uh, the future of finance because I've been spending a lot of time there even though I'm gaming and um that kind of thing, but it's like finance has been on my mind a lot since May. And I realized with that happening, this is actually keeping me grounded because this is where we don't necessarily talk about finance, even though I'm kind of talking about it and, you know, in a weird way here, but, uh, that's, that has gotten a lot of my attention. I've grown a lot in that particular space and I'm trying to figure out like what to do with that. Um, because as you see, whether it's clubhouse or the, or the spots, I'm spending a lot of time there. So, um, but aside from that, from for aside from that, I still love creating the content that we create here, and I don't want to get away from that because I still think that there's stuff that we see, whether it's God of War on PC or Uncharted trailer or the Destiny situation, Outriders getting to Game Pass, right? So there's different things that we see in the news that I still want to kind of like Daniela. Did you see that? Like, let's talk about that, right? You know, upcoming, uh, maybe like a, a Sony presser or something like that. You know, like, what did we see that we like? So I still want to be involved there. That's still, if you want to say my first love. But I think what's really uh, driving me with the future of finance is because the education was not given to me um, in, the, in the system, right? Because we say that we don't yeah. learn that in the system. And, and there's so many different ways you can learn that outside of the system. And there's individuals who are still trying to keep you from learning it outside of the system, right? So how do we make sure that the next generation, whoever that may be, or even current generation, learn what the next step is for them to invest in themselves and their families? So, so that's been taking up a lot of time, a lot of thought. Um, so, um, but gaming, at the end of the day, I still love my controllers, right? We were talking about that recently, right? I still yeah. love uh, my FPSs. I still love my RPGs. Uh, I still love the fact that um, the PC has taken up most of my attention now in the gaming space. And I like the fact that a lot of companies are, are saying, okay, this has been exclusive for a while. Now let's take this exclusivity and bring it to other platforms so other platforms could enjoy it. 
right? So I'm really appreciating that as well. You, when are you going to start that crypto podcast then? <laughs> so, so now it's interesting you say that because it's like, um, I, I'm trying to, so, so, so the challenge here right now, right, is that I'm trying to maximize my time without having my time being used, right? And that's very difficult yeah. to do. So if I can create resources, and, and that's what we do here, right? So, so this is valuable to somebody who enjoys the show, right? And, and we don't get to dictate what the value is, and, and I'm going to answer your question, right? So we don't get to dictate what the value is for individuals who listen to the show, but this is valuable for them to listen and watch. And we don't know what that means. And I do appreciate that. As far as the crypto podcast is concerned, that means I have to create either another feed or create specific content for that. Maybe put it you know, on Patreon, not on Patreon, maybe create uh, news, news bites or something like that. Do I want to do that right now? I don't think so. And there's, there's, and there's a big question mark there. So this is the part where if we had all the animations on the screen that, you know, that is like a big question mark for me too, right? I don't think so. Although if it's a tutorial, you know, how to buy, you know, Luffy Inu on LBank or something like that, which is, that's really a thing. If, if it's a tutorial, maybe I'll do it, right? And then just make that its own thing because people are still trying to learn how to buy certain uh, cryptocurrencies. Do I want to do an actual podcast and invite guests on? I don't know because it's a lot. It's a lot because it as have value for you too, right? And I and I think that I think that it would right because as because as the money increases in the space, especially if you get into a project early, you double, triple, quadruple on your project. That money allows you to do different things, right? And and as it allows you to do different things. The freedom that you craved or desired or dreamed of, if that starts happening for you, then you're, you want to have systems in place where your time is not always needed, right? So one of the challenges that I had on Clubhouse is we shared a lot of information. I learned a lot. So now I'm sharing all the information that I learned. And then people want you to walk them through things, right? And yeah. it's like... I'm on here already eight hours, give or take, you know, doing my stuff, my personal, as I'm on here answering questions, nobody's paying for that, but I'm giving back. Right. But now you're asking me to take extra time to walk you through something that you can probably YouTube on your own. Right. And I think as, as beautiful as the platform is, the clubhouse platform is, it creates this illusion at times that everybody's so close together right and everybody's besties and everybody just wants the best for you not all the time but it just creates this illusion at times that that's the case but at the end of the day you have to have your own time to recharge right because if you're spending eight yeah. plus hours on a platform and people are back chatting you and saying hey can you walk me through how you bought this particular thing listen i'm on stage right now and i don't mind helping you while I'm here and answer any question you may have. But once I kind of like, you know, open the door and go on the other side of it and I'm trying to see what's going on with my family, I can't be on a back chat, you know, doing that. Right. So, so it's, it, there's like a, so it's like, there's a fine balance of, well, you got all this information. Well, how am I supposed to get it? Well, 
I got it the same way that most people get it, right? We do the research for it or anything like that. So will a podcast ever, ever happen in the crypto space? Uh, that's, that's really to be determined because I already know how much uh, would go into it. And I don't know if I want to do that right now. I don't know if I want to do that right now. But I love the fact that I'm able to uh, take... So, so, so what I decided to do is take everything I learned since May and I'll put it in a document with links and it's available on my Twitter, right? So if you click that, anything that I've learned is there since May. I mean, I think you that's- You just gotta click it. <laughs> you, right, so it's like, I did a lot of work just for you to just say, hey, this is systematically put together and all you have to do is just click on a document, it opens for you and you have everything there that I've learned since May. If you're not willing to do that, then I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. I, I just, I don't know. Right. So it's like, well, how much is too much help? How much is too much assistance? I don't know what that means. Right. So I think that some individuals will do it, but what, te what tends to happen with that is after a while you get drained. Right. So yeah. maybe if that answers your question, but I'm, I'm just grateful that, you know, I'm reading, you know, different books. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm, I'm watching a lot of different things because I want to educate myself. I'm in certain plays that are risky right now. And it's like they've doubled. Some of them doubled since I, I, I got into those plays or whatever, but they're risky. I'm, I wouldn't tell anybody to do those things, but I'm willing to lose that money to gain more. You know, some, some have two X and maybe projected to do more, but that's just the nature of the game. Right. But I don't, I don't know. Only time will tell. I mean, it, it has to have value for you and to say how much is too much. I think to the point where you have to hold people's hands and like, here, here's this link, download this. But then you end up like having to still give them a play by play over something that they are just too lazy or uninspired to read on their own. And really, that's where you. That's a hard draw where I'm like, no, no, you can at least read. I told you where to find it, gave you the link to, with the information that you're trying to find. You, you can read, you can take some time to interpret this on your own. I'm not going to tell you exactly what's in it when you can read it. Right. And that's and, where I draw a line. Right. And, and, and I definitely want to be clear on this. I'm not an expert or anything like that. And I think that uh, if you spend enough weeks learning something, your information to many may seems like, may seem like you're an expert in the space. I'm not an expert in the space. Um, I mean, in terms of my opportunities in the space, I'm grateful. Like I recently got accepted to the brand ambassador program for Celsius, you know, that um, lending platform, right. For, uh, so I'm, I'm grateful for, for those opportunities, but I'm not, I'm not an expert. Um, I just am taking the time to learn what I need to learn. So I don't, as they say, get wrecked, right. And my investments as I'm making them. That's where I'm at. And I think that um, I'm willing to share that information. I'm willing to direct people, like you said, where they need to go for that. But uh, at some point, this is where you take the helm for yourself and for your financial future of your family and what that means for you, right? We can't do that for everybody, right? There's financial advisors for that. I'm not a financial advisor. I don't pretend to be. Um, so, um, so that's where we are. All right.
I promised episode 600 we have gaming involved. We're going to be talking about that. We got some stuff on the list here. Yeah. So, 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 so question for you. What have you uh, gathered uh, since the last 300 episodes? How do you see the world now by way of the podcasting space? Like, what are your thoughts? I want to hear, before we get into the gaming stuff, let me hear from you a little bit. It's still, uh, it's still, I still personally find it a little bit intimidating, but like in a, in a good way, because every, everything that we do, I like that it still puts me out of my comfort zone. And it's not like extremely outside of my comfort zone, but it just means that I'm doing something new and that's exciting and exciting things can be scary at the same time. Like, um, our fireside chat with David Jaffe. Yeah. I still get nervous. I still fumble on my words and I can, I can be a great talker. I really can. Um, but it doesn't mean that I don't, I don't get nervous or I feel unsure about stuff. I mean, it happens and, and that's a good thing because For me, for me, it just means I'm not being too overly confident that I'm still growing, that I'm still learning, that I'm still improving. And that's always a good feeling to know that, like, it's, I know that some people can see it as like, oh, I failed it. I did terribly. I bombed this. But it's, it's really knowing what your limits are in that you're like, okay, well, I, I can step it up and I can improve. There's still room for improvement. And that's something I always want for myself to know that I never hit the ceiling. That like, okay, this is my peak. I can't get past that. And this is where I'm at. And I don't see it that way. So still after 300, 300 plus for me, um, it's still a great experience that I, I love learning from and I can't wait to be able to go back to events. That's the part that's been really rough these last two years. Right. Um, but I mean, like, like, like you mentioned, I was like a guest on your show. I still have that snowball mic that you gave me. You, you know that <laughs> I still do. I have it still that's works amazing. too. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think that came up on my Facebook memories too. That was like eleven years ago, maybe it was twelve. That's it's like crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. But um it's exciting and it's fun still. Um definitely is a different lens or I guess filter that I have on my eyes when I look at when I look at social media. Okay, interesting. Yes, what do you mean? If, if there's if if there's anything I learned, and this can be a mixture both of podcasting and of of streaming, is that you can see, even though they're just like I don't remember what the Twitter limit is, 140 characters. Let's go with the default there. That you see when somebody puts out a call to action, or their interest, or their excitement, or reaching out for possible collaborations that they put out publicly. When you look at those things, you can almost tell or see the person's intentions okay like you can tell like some of them are really blatantly like you are just trying to get this person for clout okay and some of them are a little bit under the veil there and you got to read between the lines about you know really do you want to have genuine conversations with these people or you just think that they're they're going to be a great hit for your numbers right so there's there's that and then it's interesting to be able to tell the difference between the people who really work hard and love what they're doing even though it can be stressful at times um and those who just 
are just wanting to play that popularity numbers game. And who to avoid and who for me to personally avoid because I honor my space, my mental health, and my energy. Right. So there's definitely that. Whereas before, I'm like, oh, this person is so great. They want to go and do something and be my friend. No, that's not always the case. Uh, you would be great if it was. But um, but on the flip side of that, it also makes me nervous. I, I think that's the one downside I can, I can have right now. Because I have that mindset and I look at these different conversations that happen, um, it makes it hard. I think I start to or a little bit overanalyze. Like, there's people out there that I would love to just get to know and talk to and just be friends with. Um, or maybe that's just being an adult. I don't know how to make friends. Mm. <laughs> It's, it's such a it's such a weird thing of how do, how do you make meaningful connections with people to be friends with without it coming across of I I want to just benefit from our friendship off of you right and that's really for that's really not what I want there's like some really great minds out there and really super creative that I'm sure get a lot of people who just want to be close to them to have have them in their inner circle so they can look like they're in the in crowd there. And that's not what I want. And it's really hard to be able to convey that message in a genuine way. I mean, I, I, I think it should be easy, but you know, some people are really super jaded that they just don't trust people because of that. So that's what makes it hard. And I'm like, I really want to come across as being genuine. And I just like, dude, I just want to be your friend because it's, I think you're it's cool. Tough. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, it is. So there, there's there's that. But in, in the same thread, I've met some really amazing people. Um, I've created some amazing friendships. And, and, and honestly, it comes down to it just being able to meet these people at events. Because it's one thing to write an email or a DM or re reply to a tweet. Um, but when you can actually see that person and really properly introduce yourself and for them to actually catch the vibe that like I just want to be your friend like i want love to get to know you and um you know and just just be there i mean i don't i don't know if that's a thing anymore for certain people right. or not or they're just super in the grind where i don't have friends i have work relationships i don't know but i feel like being able to attend events you get that feeling you can see like what is this person really really wanting and can't really hide you know, behind your screen, I can, right. I can see you, I can send your vibes and, you know, there's that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's been a fun journey. It's a lot. Yeah. It's definitely a lot. So, so even now, like based on what you just mentioned, I'm really trying to find what that balance is. I'm not really reaching out uh, to a lot of, to a, to a lot of individuals right now for collaborations and different things like that because of those things. Right. Because it's like, okay, um, yeah, you want to uh, create content with people. You want to collaborate. You want to email somebody. You want to hit them up on Twitter and say, hey, hey, let's collaborate on something because I see we have the similar interests and stuff like that. But it's like um, that takes a lot to do, right? And it really yeah. depends on what it is and, and what that's going to mean for you also, right? Because there should be a mutual um, plus for that particular collaboration. And, and I don't think that's wrong, right? But um, at the same time, if it should be like a deeper collaboration with friendships, you know, involved in stuff like that, I think that's dope too. And I, 
I don't know what I'm looking for right now when it comes to that stuff. And, and I don't know if, if it's because I am comfortable with creating content, giving value, and then just walking away. Or is it because of how much investment that you have to do for those things to happen, right? So a shot in the dark on Twitter, uh, shooting your shot, maybe a quick thing. But should I double and triple down on my current relationships now since people in PR move around all over the place anyway, right? So it's like, what you understand what I'm saying? So it's like you have one PR professional that has moved from, let's say, six or seven different places in the last 10 years, right? And I've been able to um, foster great relationships with certain individuals who have done so. And as much as I would like to create new relationships, and depending on, like you said, intentions and stuff, should I even do that right now? I mean, it's it's a very interesting question to ask right now. Um, I don't know. But I am happy that uh, we are still creating content. We're still providing value for the people who enjoy our content. And um, and yeah, like the streaming stuff, That's I mentioned it last week. That has been tough for me to get back on that particular schedule because I do want to stream some games um, on YouTube. So I think I'm just taking a different focus right now, right, on, on how I want to create content. And as I was mentioning before, you know, focus on a lot of the finance stuff uh, in the crypto space and... And just be kind to people to the best of my ability. And, and hopefully my um, how I interact with them is not offensive in any way. Or And if I say anything crazy or I'll just apologize for that and keep it moving. You know, I'm just trying to be the best human that I could be. Whatever that means, right? And, and it's just uh, keep creating content. Yeah. We're going to do like at least four more... Four hundred more, right? Four hundred more. We're so. gonna hit that thousand mark. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's what I hope. So, anything before we we get to to the gaming stuff? Um, no. I mean, it's been a pretty chill week for me for the most part this past week. I watched a couple shows. They they're good. So, um, they are really good. But as a trigger warning, um, possibly not watch it they are they are triggering to me but i i can i can get past that uh, so i've been watching made um which is about a single mom who's trying to escape a domestic violence um you know relationship that one was a lot of, that one's a little bit harder for me to watch but i i did and i enjoyed the story i enjoyed the struggle and it helped it's definitely um, to look back at my own personal situations and kind of relive that and kind of be appreciative of how much I've grown and the stronger mm. person I've grown from it. But definitely something if, you know, that's your thing to watch uh, and you, um, which is about stalking. <laughs> and Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit much, but um, yeah, those are the few things I've been watching this week. So nothing, nothing too much. I got been playing some New World. Cool. Still, still on the fence about that one. I think it's still a three out of five star for me. <laughs> it's not approved. It's not improved in the score there. Okay. But yeah, that's how that's how my gaming and you know pop culture week has been. Yeah, I'm pretty predictable at this point. Um, I definitely want to check out that new Dune at some point. 
I want to check that yes, out. Yes, that's definitely on my list to watch soon. We're going to make it a family movie night. Yeah, so I want to see want to see what that's about. Um, and Justice is on my list. I know we briefly talked about that uh, last week because we were talking about the DC fandom stuff. So been a pretty crazy week. Haven't gotten to it yet, but it's definitely on my list to watch. And of course, you know, playing Destiny 2. So um, that's really normal, right? <laughs> that's that's what we do. Um, so so let's get into the, the God of War on PC conversation. So God of War. So some of the things we're going to talk about uh, today uh, God of War on PC, Uncharted, we'll talk about that. Starfield, there was a quick video that we want to touch on. Marvel Movie Delays, we'll touch on a little bit about that. Xbox Game Pass, a little bit. Um, EA, a new acquisition as game director for them, right? Uh, Twitch stuff and some Sony stuff at the end. So God of War on PC. Uh, I'll let you start that and then, and then I'll come in um, after. Thoughts on that? You know, the best part of this is like, not too much has changed with the, with the trailer itself when you know, we all know that god of war is just a stellar game and people just like that was a game that made their you know their ps4 ownership like v1 what i love the most for this is that if, if you've ever if you've taken the time to read the comments for this video um, that they have for the announcement, not just the not just the God of War trailer itself, but the, for the announcement that's coming to PC, is that it's probably one of the very rare and few times on YouTube that comments are actually nice. For, like you have for this for God of War on PC YouTube yes. video, really? Yeah, it's, it was. It's you know left me like kind of speechless there. I don't know why I read the comments sometimes, but I really, I really sometimes I'll, I'll do to just check to see, oh, like, oh, of course, you know, nothing, nothing. I was surprised there, but I was surprised that a lot of the PlayStation people were just like, oh, you guys like PC gamers, you're going to love this. You're in for this whole new experience. You're like, they were just stoked that PC players are now able to experience this. And obviously, you know, the PC players who weren't going to jump on top of the console train by playstation they're stoked to finally get experience it and you know playstation people are replying back to that person about like yeah you're gonna love it um you're in for a whole new world son and it's so like what happened or not some boy but it's like a a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and it's 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 great it's sad that it took like what three years for it to finally come to pc but it's finally happening so so what changed I what do you think changed I don't think anything changed. I think somehow so today, play console players woke up and chose kindness. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty dope. I mean, I dig that. Oh, so I think um, that that thing I think is a huge thing for me, and that I, I'm glad that you know they can you know appreciate you know another or the PC players to be able to finally jump on and play this game. I just wish I wish it wouldn't be such a big delay in it. I mean, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, that should come to PC. I think Bloodborne should come to PC. Um, I hope eventually that they do. But I feel like a three-year gap to be able to do that is a little bit too long. Mm. Like, might not a year. But I'm not also, you know, I don't, I'm not a developer. I don't know what that process is to be able to port a game over to PC. That could be, you know, that could be really hard. But if it's, I mean, if it's kind of something that's really kind of thought of at the start of the process... Maybe it'll be a little bit shorter of a time delay there, but I think I think Sony, um, Sony's in in for a nice little surprise. 
Because I feel like a lot of people, I mean, there's, there's, um, there's PlayStation people who are, are going to buy it again. They're going to replay it and they just want to see, you know, what it is that their current, you know, video card, how big of a visual difference and experience this will be for them. So I, I won't be getting it. I, I can't buy any more games. I can't justify buying any more games for myself. That's where mm. I'm at in my life. Mm -hmm. What about you? Are you going to be picking it up? Yeah, I think so. See, look at that. I think so. Uh, God of War. Uh, I love God of War. So it, it's only it's only right for me to experience it on PC. It's only right, right? And I did not play it on the PlayStation Four, but I'm excited to play it on the PC. And I think that we're at a place now where all the games that we've enjoyed on platforms that were for whatever amount of time exclusive we should be able to enjoy it on other platforms. And I think that even 2020 has showed us a lot of things, right? Where not only companies, but individuals are willing to take risks to see what those are going to pan out for them, right? So we see a lot of people um, starting businesses and stuff like that and doing the at-home stuff. Companies are trying to change how they're paying folks now because a lot of folks want to do stuff remote. And we see a lot of companies are taking chances on other platforms to have their games show up on those platforms uh, for other groups, demographics to enjoy those games as well. So I think that um, as much as I love, maybe it's just me, to see the banter between somebody favoring a team, whether that's your all Xbox, your, your Emerald or your you know Sony or your PC or whatever it is. As much as I, I love seeing that and seeing the conversations, especially when people are making valid points and it doesn't get very crazy or, or you know, people get, you know, disrespectful and stuff like that. I kind of love seeing that, you know, the banter a little bit, if I'm honest. But I love the fact that we're we're at a position now where a lot of these games are showing up on other platforms and we can enjoy them. So God of War and PC, I think that's a good look. I don't think this is the end of it. We should be seeing more games, as you mentioned, go to other platforms, and we should be able to enjoy those games. And if the company gives us the opportunity to do that, I think it's a win-win for everybody on all platforms. Yeah, definitely. Oh. So yeah, that's how that's how I feel about that. Uncharted movie trailer, Uncharted. I'm I'm a big fan of Uncharted movie trailer. What'd you think? So okay. You know, I haven't played the Uncharted series, and I'm not sure if I ever will. I might. I may not. Right now, at this point, it's on the not list. Um, but so I had I, I went ahead and, and did a little bit more like deep dive into like the process of this movie. Um, because I know Nathan Drake is an older fellow in the games. You know, he's this modern day Indiana Jones. So looking at this trailer, obviously it's a prequel. It's an origin story about where he starts and this is why Tom Holland was in there and um you know you're not going to get you know the video game what everybody sees as Nathan Drake right now so in my process I I had to really really look into this like did you know that they've been have like okay did you personally I'm I'm sure like some really super diehard fans have been waiting for this movie for years no but I learned that this was actually kind of greenlit to be in like production from 2008. Yeah, it's been going back and forth for a long time. For okay, for Switched a long a time with people yeah. with possibly like 
Marky Mark, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> being possibly casted there. And he was supposed to be casted there in like 2010. And I'm like, well, that wouldn't make a very good origin story right now, considering the man's 50. Um, he still looks great. And he's still in the movie because he's playing Nathan's um, mentor. Sorry. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I'm like, okay, well, he's still included in it. That's really cool. That's really awesome. I... The action in this game looks like it's going to be great. And I think the the story that it has of the shows in the trailer looks pretty good. Um, my concern is Tom Holland. I I can't say that he was it's going to be poorly casted, but I think considering like I think he is a talented actor and i think he has a lot of potential to be have have this wide array of different types of characters and things that he can be casted in and what i noticed that there's little nuances in that trailer that really he really pulls out the personality of spider-man and i i don't know if i like that <laughs> Because, like, I, I can see past him not being Spidey in, in Uncharted. But I don't want him to be, like, kind of, like, typecasted where the roles and the characters kind of have that kind of quirky personality to it. Because I, I, I feel like that kind of hurts the character in the movie that he's playing. It hurts his ability as a talent, as an actor. And maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe the, the, those nuances are in Nathan Drake in the game. And uh, sadly, I, I don't know because um, I haven't played the game. Um, but I don't... I, I really hope that that's really part of, you know, the character of Nathan that it is. Because you, you have Tom Holland who's growing to be... Okay, he already is a man. But we're seeing him as the 16, 17-year-old Spider-Man, you know? Um, this teen kid. So I, I just need to to really see that he can be like this serious, you know, fortune hunting adventurer in this game. And not be like, well, you're just this fresh out of your teens kid who is working alongside Mark Wobbler here. You know? Um... And I, I know that's probably a little bit analyzing, a little bit of overanalyzing for this uh, for this trailer, for this thing that a lot of people are excited about. But for me, being somebody who's completely just like out of the realm of Uncharted, I just know the game is. I know kind of like the loose story and what's happening in it. Um, but to see it is just kind of like, uh, I'm going to watch it. I like the actors in this. But I hope like like he just there's not too much of that Spidey personality in it. I think that's where I'm coming from. Just tell me if I'm like if I sound a little bit silly of that. Like what are what what are your opinions on it? No, I'm I'm not going to even touch um, your thoughts on it. I think that uh, that's your lens, and you have the right to have that that viewpoint. Um, for me, I think I'm I'm coming in from a looser perspective, right? Um, because I love Tom Holland as an actor. And I love what he's done for Spider-Man. I know he has some films that he already has out. I think maybe in between Spider-Man or not. I, I may be getting that wrong. But I, I did see some other things that he played in. But my thing is, 
because it's Uncharted, I'm coming in with a lot of bias already. But because the movie has changed so many hands, I really want to be... I just, I just want to be loose about it. I just want to go in and just experience the fact that um, he is witty, right? The character, uh, Nathan Drake, right? So I think that uh, going from who he is, the younger Drake, to the older Drake, I don't think that wit got um, lesser. I think it got more. So even if we see a little bit of that in the beginning, as he progresses to be who he's going to be, maybe they have two or three more films after this, depending on the success of this particular film itself. I'm just excited to see how they're going to introduce the character. I'm not necessarily focusing so much on um, how much they're taking from the first, second, or third game or fourth game or whatever. I don't think I'm really focusing on that so much so that I just want to enjoy the experience of finally being able to see this uh, character on on the big screen, right? And I know there's fan films and stuff like that. Um, and even, I think, um, I can't think of uh, the character that, that voices uh, Drake right now. Why am I? I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out. But, um, but he has done a fan, fan film that people were saying he should be the character that should have played Nathan Drake. But since they're doing a younger Drake, he can, you know, pull, pull that role because that wouldn't even make any sense. But I think, you know, at this stage for me, especially when it comes to Uncharted, uh, there's a heavy bias. But at the same time, I just want to enjoy the experience. You have uh, Mark Wahlberg, you have Tom Holland, you have Antonio Banderas is in there. So there's so many dope characters that that have uh, a bit of comedy uh, in them, a lot of wit in them, and you know even the villain, all all those. I think it's a perfect package to enjoy. Uh, uh, um, I'm I'm trying to figure out like when would they drop a movie like this because I don't know if they gave a, a date yet because I haven't really been paying attention to that portion of it. That could be a holiday film, right? I'm not sure exactly when they drop the um, the Tomb Raider type films. If it's a summer thing, um, if... Uncharted is coming out February 18th of 2022. Okay, so that's pretty early. That's pretty early. Um, I- I'm I'm just looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to it. I- I'm excited that we're finally here, and I think that's the lens I'm taking. I don't want to judge every single bit, and I think when it comes to to you know us talking about games, us talking about movies and stuff like that, I think. Maybe it's an evolution of the way I'm thinking about a lot of these things these days. There comes a point where as much as we want to be critical, I don't think there's enough there for me right now to be critical about, right? If it comes out February, I watch it, you watch it, you know, if you decide to watch it, right? And we're like, let's really talk about what we saw, what we experienced. I played some of the games, you're considering at some point, maybe you might, right? So, so I think that that's a a a, a more uh, robust conversation. Of course, we can do our reactions on anything before the movie comes out. I'm not saying we're not going to do that. I'm just saying, like, I'm just looking forward for what we're going to say after we watch it, based on what you said on this show, this this episode, and how I'm taking a, a looser approach, even though I should be the more critical one, right? So, um, that that's how I'm looking at it right now. I like how that role is reversed. I'm the critical one that's like really looking into this. And it's really because I really do enjoy watching. Um, I really enjoy like Tom Holland. I think he's just, I, I I see him growing in, you know, the movie industry, TV series, TV industry. Um, 
to possibly being a really versatile kind of actor. He's just like a lot of fun. He's like, he's in his early mid twenties. So he has a lot ahead of him. Um, but, um, what was I going to say? Nolan North. That's who you're thinking of. Nolan North. Thank you. Yeah. Nolan North. So that one, um, there, there is one actress that's going to be in charge that I'm really actually kind of happy. I didn't know she was going to be in that. I've also enjoyed, um, she's like in her early twenties. Um, I first got to watch her in, um, in in Sabrina, um, Tati Gabrielle, she's going to be in the movie. She's playing a character named Braddock and you can see her in a couple scenes in there. And I really enjoyed, you know, watching her. And I think she also has a pretty, um, pretty good variety of type of characters that she's played so far um she was in obviously sabrina she was in you she's gonna be in this movie so i really love when i get to see her now like kind of like getting up there being noticed more so i really hope this like this really does like a lot more for her so that one i'm really excited about even though everybody's about like all those big big names everybody's like household names that are in there um but yeah that's uh, that's that's what i got for um uncharted Cool. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, on this particular thing, but I definitely want to say prayers out to the family, especially with the Alec Baldwin um, situation that took place earlier this week with the, the person uh, the person passing away um, from the the prop the the prop weapon that was on on that on the that particular movie right. set. So. Um, it's you know it's not even my notes, but I definitely I think that's something that we should mention. Um, we're heading into the the holiday season, and and that's going to happen very quickly. And when there's family members that you usually see at the table and you don't see them anymore, that's a big deal uh, for families who lose anyone, right? And I, I just wanted to um, you know just put a note there and, and just you know we'll we'll stay in prayer for the families involved. Uh, in that, um, especially the person that that passed, I know that's that's going to be big uh, for them. And yeah, so I didn't want to spend too much time yet. I didn't want to do that at the beginning of the show, and I think we had a spot for that right here. But um, definitely, say a prayer for the families who who have lost, especially during this time. This is a tough time for a lot of folks, especially with twenty twenty that just happened, and this particular this particular situation that just took place on a movie set. All right. So I want to throw that in there. Uh, next, I want to touch on a lot of the other stuff or, or more quick hits than anything else. Uh, more quick hits than anything else. Um, so 20th anniversary digital broadcast uh, from Xbox. These are really quick hits. And um, when you're seeing companies put out these broadcasts, not necessarily just the, the celebration of the anniversary stuff, like, how are you approaching that when you're getting to, ready to watch it? Do you have a particular thought before you go into those things? Like, what what are you thinking about when when those things are, are happening? No expectations. Okay. And tell okay. me how long it's going to be because then that will determine. All right, how comfy do I have to be, and what snacks do I need? <laughs> but really, um, I'm at the stage where I try to go in with like no expectations, like just surprise me. Um, obviously sometimes if there's specific, if it's their specific companies and there's games, I really want, like, I've been waiting for it. I want some information on, I'm looking forward to those, but I don't sit there to like, I don't, I don't sit on the internet to like pick apart any possible forums, threads, rumors to see like, oh, are they going to talk about it or not? 
no, I'm just going to be like, you know, I, I hope they do. If they don't, cool. Um, but, you know, tell me what you got to show me or what you want to want to share or experience. And that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for, for the most part, I just want to see if they're going to reveal anything new. This is a celebration of things that we've seen the last 20 years. So there's going to be a lot of highlights. I'm sure a lot of interviews and, and different perspectives of what the last 20 years uh, has, um, you know, what's, what's the meaning of the last 20 years for the individuals who've been part of it, you know, for this song, especially with their recent acquisitions, that should be an interesting take if they do anything on that. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going in with a little bit of, of expectation of, of what we typically see in, in, in formats like this, uh, but I'm sure there'll be surprises. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the 25th, uh, they're having a, a Halo, uh, I think they're doing part of the gameplay uh, commentary demonstration stuff for, for Halo Infinite. So that should be interesting. That's that's bright and early. I think that's Eastern time, pretty early. I think it's 6 a.m. Eastern, um, 6 a.m. Pacific. So it's going to be like nine something um, Eastern time. So that should be interesting to see that. Which uh, is 3 a.m. for me, so I will be asleep. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, no, but they did They did announce that they, they aren't going to be talking about any new games. Sweet, sweet, so yeah. So there's, there's, they're not going to be announcing any new games. It's just a special look back at the last 20 years, which is blows my mind That'd be cool. that it's been, it's been 20 years. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. I still, I still have my first Xbox, and I still remember when I pu- purchased my first 360, which I bought from like a garage sale. Mm. So I didn't have money for it. Well, I didn't have money to buy a new one, and I, I, I think I bought my my PlayStation instead of a 360. And this guy just happened to like I went to a random garage sale, and this guy was selling his 360. He had like three or four games. And I think it was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, I will take this. (laughs) (laughs) Say no more. Yeah. It it should be dope to to see what they're going to show for that. Uh, Next thing that we have, uh, Destiny 2, the Witch Queen uh, will charge separately from its dungeons. So I, I think that Okay, I don't even know what the number is when it comes to Destiny stuff, how much I've paid for expansions ever since the game has come out 2014. But it's a lot. If there's any game that I've paid a lot of money for, well, not not every expansion because some of it, you know, was given for me for me to check out. So not all of them. But the last couple of expansions, you're looking at 40 bucks every September, give or take. That adds up really quick, right? So when individuals are put in a position where the part of the expansion is separate from the dungeon stuff that you can go and get more loot and all that fun stuff, and you're, you have a particular budget, so I'm just going to lean on that side for a second. You have a particular budget. You don't have a lot of money for games. I'm going to lean on that. I'm going to just you know park it there for a little bit. It, it it gets a lot, and I can see why people are angry about that. Okay, so I've I've taken care of that part. Okay, now the other part is if you hear that now, okay, and depending on when the expansion is coming out, and you have a couple of months, 
and you can save for that and you do not, that's a different conversation because if you really want to pay for this stuff, you're going to pay if it's your favorite game, right? So as much as if they're going to separate a whole bunch of different things, if I really love this world and I've been invested in it for since 2014, although I may be angry about certain decisions that they make, so I'll take that angle, I'm still going to pay for the stuff at some point, right? Okay. So, so yeah, go ahead. But if you're buying the expansion, right, you're already buying it, right. Why wouldn't all of the content be included with that expansion? Like, why would you charge a higher price? Like, oh yeah, here's the expansion, but if you want the dungeons, right, you got to pay more for it. Yeah, I. So it's almost like I. I love the game so much. I'm willing to to pay whatever I need to pay to enjoy the experiences. And I, I don't think I'm really angry about this decision. And I don't know why. I can't, I can't even explain why. I think part of it is because I've been playing it for so long. I'm going to enjoy the experience anyway, right? So, so I'll, I'll even say this, right, for the individuals who may say, well, that's because you're probably going to get it for free. Well, I don't know that either because I haven't put any emails out for anybody to even for that to even be a thing at this time. Right. So so I don't know, but I still am sensitive to the fact that. This is a big deal, because, as you mentioned, the expansion doesn't include things that it should include already. Maybe it's a cost thing. Maybe this this thing is bigger than anticipated, but you should kind of already know that depending on your roadmap for this particular thing so but i'm not upset about it and that could be because of my bias and i'm being honest about that yeah the the pricing plan how they have coming out with this next one kind of confuses me and i think just sounds really ridiculous just like if you want people to spend more just make one package make it the, the deluxe don't even call it deluxe just have this and your price point in there you get it, you get it. Rather than whatever this hot mess that is a little bit confusing. Like, oh, you can, there's a season pass, but the season pass that you buy might not have the dungeons that you could get with this so that you can buy the dungeons later. Even with the word season pass, I would accept, I, I would expect that everything I bought it for the season, you should be giving me everything that's going to be available for that season because I paid for it. I paid for the d digital deluxe set of this thing. I should get all of these things. Um, And then what is the purpose of somebody buying, I guess, the base edition of, you know, the Witch Queen then? Because it doesn't seem like they're getting a whole lot for it, but they want to experience it. It's That just blows my mind. I, For me, I'm angry. Mm. <laughs> So you're the angry one. We're taking different... I'm the angry one. I don't even play <laughs> the going. game because... I don't even play the game, but I'm angry because, like, people work yeah. hard for this money, you know? I agree. And, and they need to know, like, what it what it is. Like, uh, just... just uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I think it just frustrates me. I come from a world when you buy an expansion, you get everything for that, whatever it may be, that's what you're going to get. And you know you're going to be good for like the next year and for everything else that comes out announced for it because you're solid. You don't have to go through this complicated thing. 
about what you're you're going to get this thing the, it frustrates me because it also comes to that point where we're at this we were at this stage about where am i going to pre-order because all of these different things based off of where i pre-ordered it will get me different benefits for this game that i love do i pre-order it three different times or just make it one universal one it doesn't matter if you get it from gamestop online or walmart or wherever it may be yeah, that frustrates me too, and that's where I'm coming up with, with with this. Like, this is just ridiculous mm. in my eyes. I mean, I know that people will tell me, "Well, you're not paying for it, you're not playing Destiny," but as a consumer, it doesn't make sense for me to really be okay with you know what I feel is kind of a little bit of I don't know abuse wouldn't be the right word taking advantage of. Mm. Let's see. Let's see how it plays out, because things tend to adjust, especially for for the marketing department. So let's see what happens if they make adjustments along the way um, to to make sure that everybody's happy, right? Because at the end of the day, yeah, that that should happen at some point. So that's what we have there. Uh, New Starfield video introduces the settled systems and its factions i'm still open for what this experience is going to be um next year right i think we touched on it before we started um yeah the, the broadcast. november of next year yeah 11 11 22 yeah so i'm curious on, on what this experience is going to be and um I, i'm i'm hopeful right that, I feel like that's... Bethesda is pretty pretty hopeful because it's a it's a whole new like universe that they're creating and it's been a while, a long while <laughs> since they've had something. So I feel like um, it's definitely a new venture for them. That I feel like they're going to work very hard to make sure they get right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what they're doing there. Uh, next thing we have um, we have. Uh, Splinter Cell could have some Hitman-like elements. I've enjoyed Splinter Cell over uh, the years when those games were like super, super um, hot and popular. Uh, Hitman-like elements, um, I could see why that would be uh, pretty dope as well. Thoughts on that? Um, as long as it doesn't take away from what you know, diehard fans have grown to love about Splinter Cell. I don't see a problem. Cool. Cool. All right. So, so we'll 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 leave that one. Um, so, Marvel movie delays. I know you mentioned that there were some delays. I didn't see that. Um, so, what did you see that uh, we should okay, be? Okay. So, there's there's yeah, a few ahead. movies. So, oh, okay. Outside of the Marvel universe, Indiana Jones Five was um, delayed. Two movies that uh, have no titles at all. They were untitled Marvel movies. I think they were slated for 2023 was completely removed off the roster. Nobody knows what it is, so they probably assume that nobody will notice. Like, if we didn't give it a title, you won't even notice it's gone. But, um, you know, we have the Eternals that's coming out next month. Um, That's going to be on time, but the next five movies that they have have all shifted to the right with them taking over, um, you know, the following movies time slot so doctor strange and the multiverse of madness which was originally for march 25th is now been moved to may 6th of 2022 you have thor love and thunder which was originally may 6th is now moved to july 8th Hmm. 
Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which was July 8th, has now been moved to November 11th. And The wow. Marvels, which was November 11th, um, has now been moved to February 17th of 2023. And then you have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quant uh, Mania, which was February 17th of 2023, has now been moved to July 28th. Mm -hmm. So they've all taken, they've moved forward, they've moved forward and taken the release date for the movie that was supposed to be following. Which is very, um, very interesting that's happening. But you know how the Marvel movie in the universe is like each movie that releases is kind of really dictated by the movie that comes before it. They're all, you know, following this certain timeline, this explanation, this storyline that they're they're putting out there into the grand scheme of things. Um what I which leads to about what is it, like three movies for the next two years each, um, for each year from Marvel. Um, which I think really actually works out pretty nicely, because uh, I don't know about you guys. I look, okay, I love, I well, I love DC, but I also really love the the Marvel movies and how they're coming out. But you do get to this point, some point, like in the year where there's just too many superhero movies for that year, that slate, that you get this little fatigue for them. So having those three movies, having it spaced out a little bit more, I think it works out really well. Because with this timeline, with um, I think Eternals comes out November fifth. I think, mm. I think it is, and then it's followed up with Doctor Strange is a Multiverse of Madness that comes out in May. Now there's like a nice six month gap, so I think that's really it's really good how that's going to be, you know, kind of working out for them. And then you have you have it followed by um, Black Panther that comes out like two months after that or so. No, Thor and Love and Thunder that comes out about two months after. Uh, Doctor Strange. So, you know, I I think I think that's working out. Not really. I'm not really 100 percent sure why it's been um slid. It could have been due to like you know COVID, those working conditions, just having to push it alongside. But it's not like you can just delay only one movie and then everything else still keeps their same timeline. It's just right. it doesn't work like that in the Marvel universe, and I understand that. So. Um, but you know, you have really five great movies that are going to be coming out, um, to look forward to, um, that, that's just on the Marvel side. DC has their whole thing going on as well, but, uh, it's definitely been a very long, what, decade? Yeah, it has. Decade plus. It's, but it's been, uh, it's been great. So that's, um, that's what we have to look forward to for Marvel and Disney. Cool, cool. So appreciate that. Appreciate that update. Uh, Outriders is coming to PC game, uh, Xbox Game Pass next week. Oh, this week. I'm sorry, this week. Uh, Microsoft will broadcast a special show. We talked about that at, at the top. Uh, Halo co-creator Marcus uh, Leto has joined EA as game director of an unannounced first-person game. I'm excited about that. We kind of talked about that briefly at the top of the show. Um, always appreciated Marcus Leto for the conversations that I've seen him have in his space, as well as the interview that we did with him uh, on this channel. Uh, he's really, really cool cat. I really do appreciate him, and I'm excited for him. So congratulations on that. Uh, any thoughts on this one? Um, only that if uh, you haven't gotten a Game Pass, it's definitely worth it. Even if you don't have an Xbox console, you get it for the PC Game Pass. It is so worth. Like, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Steam has its great PC deals. But 
But, you know, paying subscription services to be able to play these games that, like, even from day one releases that's going to be available to you and you don't have to pay the $60, $70, get experience it. And then when it's done, you know, you're done. You don't have to worry about it. Definitely just, just try it out. And this is coming from me, who loves PlayStation and PC more than her Xbox. It says a lot. Yeah, it, it does. It does say a lot. So, um, so yeah. Xbox Game Pass is is pretty dope. I've enjoyed it. I'm currently playing Back for Blood, and it, it's it's pretty dope where you can see all these games come out sometimes on the same day of the release, and I think that's pretty cool. It drops on a pass as well. So if you haven't, definitely check it out. I was very very hesitant to even jump into that world. Um, Xbox did reach out to me and you know gave me the opportunity to check it out, and I do appreciate that. So I have to disclose that. And it's it's been fun just being able to download the game and, and playing it uh, through the past has been pretty cool. But the other thing to, to consider is um, you need a lot of space. If you're going to put all these games uh, stacked up on your hard drive, just have a second hard drive, maybe like a two, two or three terabyte hard drive to do that so you don't uh, run out of space um, on your PC. So, so that's what's going on with that. Uh, Twitch's new rewind feature. Danielle, thoughts on that? I would disable it, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, no, because it's not just their it's not just their rewind feature. There's actually going to be coming with a couple of different features as well too. That just happens to be one of the more asked for, um, I guess, features uh, as of late. So you're basically going to be able. It's not going to be available to all channels. It's going to be available to certain channels, which we already automatically can know that when it says certain channels, it's the popular ones. Um, where you can go back about two minutes, you can also change, you know, the, the viewing speed of it. Um, uh, but on top of that, they'll also be, uh, showing or having on display alongside with, uh, rewind me, there's going to be a remind me and a watch trailer button that you can be able to, um, try out. They're experimenting with, see how that goes. Um, there's some IRL streamers who, are looking to disable it, which I totally understand. If you're you are an IRL streamer, you are uh, streaming while on the go. Sometimes you don't want people to be able to um, really at, at the press of a button to rewind where where you're um, where you were to really super pinpoint. I mean, sometimes it's really obvious if you go to an event or a convention or whatever it may be. But if you're out there and you're just eating at your favorite place if somebody happens to come across you just by by chance it's a whole lot different than somebody who is analyzing you know the street signs you pass by the storefronts that you're across yes that is one of the risks you take as being an IRL streamer but there's no reason why you should have to make it easier for people to be able to identify certain these certain things um so that has already been asked and well they you they would like to have an option to disable it. Supposedly that they will have that for the people who have this feature available to them. Um, so that's all I got to really add. I mean, the remind me sounds pretty clear cut why it would be there watching, you know, your channel trailer. That's kind of obvious. You want to bring that up real quick. Um, so really that rewind feature is kind of a, a big one. But yeah, that's um, that's kind of where that's at. I mean, I don't know how Twitch has really super 
made a comeback from their leak that they had a couple weeks ago. You haven't really hear, heard much about that, about, you know, going forward. They already did a very poor job of letting people know, hey, your info might be, you know, be out there i think nort my norton did a better job of sending me an email right there and then like hey this happened at twitch you might want to go and change this versus whatever twitch put out there but yeah that's that's all i got for it yeah so i don't understand twitch right now I'll say right now um and i haven't really been on it as much as as i used to be the last you know couple of months but um I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Twitch right now, but I definitely want to make sure that as I see updates of the platform, I definitely want to mention what's happening on Twitch or even YouTube here. So we, we stay, um, keep a pulse on that for sure. Uh, two more things. And then uh, we'll wrap episode 600. Uh, next thing we have is Sony state of play coming out on the 27th of October. Any thoughts or expectations there? I'm still in the same thing, even for like Xbox stuff. I'm just like, just surprise me. Awesome, awesome. Okay, Don't cool. Don't want too high of expectations. Cool. Yeah, I kind of miss playing um Spider Man. I, I need to jump back in in there. Uh, Miles Morales. I kind of missed that game. Uh, so it's been it's been a while. I need to jump back in there and play some some PlayStation. I haven't turned that thing on in a while. So I need to jump back in there. And it would be cool to see them bring that to PC. Will it yeah, ever happen? Don't I don't know. know. It'd be it'd be good to see that. Uh so so last last but not least, I just want to do some final thoughts. Um so actually then I'll go first and and then I'll go in and we'll wrap. My final thoughts? Mm-hmm. About this episode or yeah, the yeah, last six hundred? Yeah, yeah, just uh, the last you know three hundred plus. You know we've been we've been recording together for a while now, and I think that um, um, we've had ups and downs, and and we've learned a lot about each other, and I think we're still pushing through. And I just you know thank you for for being here with me, and and this journey's been been fun. Um, so where my thought is with this is kind of a little bit of a full off philosophical kind of side of it um which kind of relates to a conversation i was having with with my son not too long ago that time is such an interesting immalleable construct that what feels like forever is just so quick and to be able to like appreciate it and to take the time to remember it to like live in that moment and to just absorb it. So really like this last. Like I, I think there's sometimes we catch ourselves. We're having conversations where we're like, well, we've been friends. We know each other for like, you know, five, six years. Which really that's might be around how long I've been on the show with you. Maybe. But like just to really think back of it. Like, no, our first conversation was like 10, 11 years ago. And it really does not feel like that. Right. And to think that we're at episode 600 now doesn't even feel like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a, an amazing thing to, to live through, to experience, to acknowledge, really. And that you, it merely makes you look forward to, like, if those years went by so quickly and it's just like, it didn't 
it doesn't it never ever feels like work with you it never feels like you know an obligation it's just something fun to look forward to with you every week um just to see where we will be at in like four or five years ten years and that that could feel like you will be here in a blink of an eye too mm. i think i think that's fun and i don't know I, I definitely at this point in my life where um, I'm definitely changing and uh, and maturing in the sense where I'm trying really hard not to over schedule everything to a T. Because as as a parent, as a single parent, as a full time working and you know, making sure I have family time. Everything was on a schedule. Like, okay, I'm, I got to get up at like 4.35 a.m. I'm at work by this time. Oh, and I have this time for my son and this time for this. And I have dinner by, ready by, by that. Oh, I have to work on this. Oh, I got to stream for that. Oh, I got to edit this. You know, everything was in this this bubble that I stuck with. As he's gotten older, he's gotten his own free will. He's becoming his own person. I've been like a little bit more easing up on that and just kind of going with the flow. And I've really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed that with, you know, with you and the show and just going wherever the tide takes us. I think that's really got me really excited because I'm not trying to force schedule anything. If we're going to go, I mean, I, I feel like with E3, you have no choice, but you have to do that. But even then, like to take the time out and i think that's what i wish i did the first two years of e3 was um like yeah you want to maintain those schedules but not to over schedule things like really pick the things that are really important that you really want to have those conversations to but leave yourself open to have those conversations that just happen and there's like there's a couple of people where i ran into them and i wanted just to like stop and just talk with them. But no, I had to run clear across <laughs> to, you know, make it to some 11 a.m. thing. And I I didn't get an opportunity after the fact to, like, meet up with them because our schedules didn't just didn't align there. So definitely going to think that that is one thing I'm going to change is that just to be able to, like, just, just stop and just have those conversations. Hmm. Yeah, I. um. Time flew real. It flew by. It really did. Yeah. I know because we always say five, six years, you know, six ish or whatever. But you've been saying five or six years for the last for five or six, five, years. six years, right? Right. So, so yeah, it's been it's been awesome. It's been awesome. I think, um, and technically, if we wanted to be technical about it, it's really more than than six hundred episodes. I say that because. When I realized or or felt like it wasn't right to record, we just had a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that I always wanted to make sure that I made time when, even if you didn't give me the full scope of what's happening in, in your side of the world, if I felt something wasn't right, we didn't record. And almost... Every time it wasn't perfect, but almost every time I decided to do that, then you took the time to share with me some some things. I mean, you weren't like tell me your whole life story, but 
you were like, something was going on. You know, thank you for acknowledging that. And, and we worked through it. I don't think if I didn't make time for those, those moments, I don't think it would be as easygoing as it is today. That's just my personal opinion. I think that we need that. I think that teams need that. Friends need that, right? Family need that. Where if you can yeah. acknowledge that something is wrong um, and you don't, that's going to hurt uh, the dynamic uh, for whatever that you're trying to do. And I always try to make sure I'll ask a couple of times, even though you don't tell me, but since it is 10 plus years, I already know if something is not right, but I ask anyway, as if I don't know, but I know. Right. So it's like, well, what do you do? Do you push the issue? Uh, but you don't, right. Because then it becomes like, like awkward now. Then it's like, well, if I wanted to talk about it, I would, right? But because I said nothing or whatever, you 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 know how we do, right? Yeah. I know I kind of know, right? So I just decide that okay, today is not the day. Today this is the day we catch up. Today is the day where, you know, we just find out what's going on and then you know, the show is not more important than what's going on in our lives. And I think that has allowed us to to get um, really close uh, professionally and personally uh, very fast because we made room for that for each other. So, um, so I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to, you know, um, be part of that. Um, so, so yeah, um, thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you because I wouldn't be here if you didn't randomly call me on Discord one day with Andrea. Right. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was wild. It was. I remember the conversation. I remember. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, was, if it wasn't it was for good. that, I, I wouldn't be here and we wouldn't be doing this. I mean, we'd still be friends. Absolutely. But I wouldn't, wouldn't be on the show. But absolutely. Definitely been an, uh, an interesting and learning experience. And I think that's definitely something I will always crave in my life. Just new experiences, new learning things, new new finding my boundaries, new everything. So thank you for that. I no, love you, awesome. Andrew. I love you too. Now, thank you for being here. And guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, Daniela, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter right now at twitter.com forward slash Miss DJM. And where can they find you, Andrew? You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A on Twitter. Guys, thanks for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye, guys. <laughs>